Have you seen Joaquin Phoenix's Oscars acceptance speech? Amazing. Hi, I'm Dr. Stan Steindl, and I've had Joaquin on my list of top five actors ever since his portrayal of Johnny Cash in Walk the Line in 2005 and his movie documentary I'm Still Here from 2010. Leonardo's also in my top five. But his speech accepting the award for best actor in a leading role for his portrayal of Joker has made me love him even more. He said, when we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create, develop and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and the environment. But I'll come back to that statement a little bit later. First, I'd like to review the whole speech and point out some of the many nuggets of compassionate wisdom. His first words were, gosh, I am full of so much gratitude right now. This stood out to me as a moment of true mind awareness, that ability to stop and notice oneself in the moment, especially a moment of such momentous meaning and emotion, and connect with gratitude. Brother David Steindl Rast is quoted as saying, the root of joy is in gratefulness. It is not joy that makes us grateful, it is gratitude that makes us joyful. And here was Joaquin connecting wholeheartedly with gratitude. He went on to express humility, even in the context of this prestigious award. And in compassion, humility can keep us grounded and connected with a sense of common humanity. This can lessen the chance of us believing that we know what's best for others and trying to tell them what to do. He said, and I do not feel elevated above any of my fellow nominees or anyone in this room because we share the same love, the love of film. So important to find common ground. And then he said, but I think the greatest gift it has given me is the opportunity to use our voice for the voiceless. As Martin Luther King also said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Whoever we are, psychologists, shopkeepers, accountants, carpenters, hairdressers, movie stars, how can we use our voice for the voiceless? And what are we doing for others? Then he says, I've been thinking a lot about the distressing issues we've been facing collectively. There is a lot of suffering in the world. In so many ways, things are better than ever before. And yet, there's also a lot of distress in the world right at the moment. Approaching suffering can mean feeling distress or despair. Professor Paul Gilbert from the Compassionate Mind Foundation said recently in a communication to the Compassionate Mind community, one of the most important tasks of the Compassionate Mind is to work with one's potential despair and constantly reinvigorate oneself to address whatever obstacle might come in one's way. Joaquin is aware of this too 
and the way that we've been divided, not only in broad brush political divisions, but legitimate cause against legitimate cause, fighting for attention, participation and money. He says, we are made to feel that we champion different causes, but to me, I see commonality. He is inviting us to stay invigorated through the lens of commonality. Gender inequality, racism, queer rights, indigenous rights, animal rights. We are talking about the fight against injustice, he says. And to me, this is compassionate motivation. He then acknowledges our tricky brains. He says, we've become disconnected from our natural world and references our egocentric worldview and sense of entitlement. We feel entitled to inseminate a cow and then steal her baby even though her cries of anguish are unmistakable. As Friedrich Nietzsche has said, man is the cruelest animal. And then Joaquin goes straight to some of the inhibitors of compassion. He talked about how we fear change or think that we have to make sacrifices or give something up. And of course, we don't want to make sacrifices. It feels threatening to make a change. And when we feel threatened, a whole range of motives other than compassion start to dominate. Competition, acquisition, protection. And this is when he hits what I think is his key message. When we use love and compassion as our guiding principles, we can create, develop and implement systems of change that are beneficial to all sentient beings and the environment. So beautiful, so encompassing, so hopeful. Human beings at our best, he says. As Professor Dacher Keltner from the Greater Good Science Centre at Berkeley has said, compassion and benevolence are an evolved part of human nature, rooted in our brain and biology, and ready to be cultivated for the greater good. Joaquin was also courageous enough to acknowledge his own dark side. I've been a scoundrel in my life. I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times, hard to work with. This is really important because it connects us with compassionate wisdom. We all just find ourselves here with genes we didn't get to choose and tricky brains that were designed for us and not by us. And then we go on to have certain experiences which shape the version of ourselves that we become. And we think things and feel things and do things. And we need to de-blame and de-shame others and ourselves and not cancel people out for their past mistakes. He's speaking of forgiveness and his gratitude to those around him for giving him a second chance. And he offers some fairly practical statements about how we can be with each other and live his wish for love and compassion. Support each other. Help each other grow. Educate each other. Guide each other towards redemption. This is the best of humanity. And he finished with a powerful lyric from his brother River, then age 17. Run to the rescue with love, and then peace will follow. Thank you, Joaquin Phoenix, for your inspiring words. You said so much in four minutes. 
and your message will continue to reverberate and I hope help guide us towards living more compassionately. And I too wish you all the very best on your compassionate journey.